Hey, what's up, MA Team Ohio? As promised, uh, we're going to be getting started here in a couple of minutes, working on getting Jason on uh, on the line so everybody can chime in and, and hear from Jay and, and see what he's all about and get to meet him if you haven't yet. I know I'm very excited to have him in town again. He was in last, uh, well, two years ago maybe, or maybe last year. Um, I guess it was two years ago. He was he was in and did some basic five work, and, and we did some business building events in the area. So excited to have him back out as the director of MA Web Centers, and, and um, uh, he's in the height of building his business right now. So that's very exciting. But let me see. Here comes Jay. Let's see if we get this working. Hey, it works. What's going on? It does. <laughs> I was on my uh, I was on my laptop and it, I didn't get the notification, but it was here on my phone, so I turned right. my phone. But uh, technology is amazing, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I was actually I was a little later than I wanted to be, but um, I was trying to get this to work on my laptop. I don't think you can do this on the ca on the computer. I think you have to do it on your phone. So it's where, it. where everything's moving, I guess. Right. So. Right. Yeah. So hey, before we get started, um, I felt like maybe we should go through and, and I know people that know me know that we know each other really well um, but not everybody knows maybe the whole story of just how we got connected and whatnot I think it's a really awesome learning point from the standpoint of using one what we use today social media but also that was in a time where it was brand spanking new people weren't really using it to build the business I think and then um, on top of that it kind of gives some perspective on where your life where you were at in your life and then um, obviously, uh, why I'm here, and I'm so grateful for that, that you were so selfless to reach out, right? Um, so yeah, maybe just start there and, and uh, kind of give the backstory, I guess, of how we know each other, and um, and we'll get into your Market America business and maybe that backstory a, a little bit later, but just give people some context. Sure, sure absolutely. Well, um, you know, I am a graduate of the Ohio State University. I was a book guy. Um, Going to be a big weekend, right? Go Bucks. Yeah. But... Um, <clears throat> Yeah, so I started my uh, my own franchise business back in 2003, a little uh, little while after uh, I graduated. But um, I'm here out in New Hampshire, and uh, through the process of uh, growing my own franchise business, I um, you know faced some challenges, some life challenges with some different uh, positions that I was uh, let go from in terms of having some major layoffs and some companies that closed uh, in my career. But it was back in 2008, and I was stuck at home with uh, my brand new infant son. And I was looking for a way to uh, to really identify ways to, to really meet new people or reconnect with some people. And I had my first couple invites to join this crazy little thing called Facebook, right? <laughs> and, um, you know, I always ignored it, but I found that, hey, this might be a great way to reconnect with some, uh, some old contacts. And, um, and that's what I was able to do, you know. Um, I was able to join this little network in this little community called Facebook and uh, started connecting with people from, from the university and college and my past life. And one of those was the Ohio State gymnastics team, and uh, obviously I was a competitor for OSU, and Nick, so are you. And we kind of just connected as uh, you know an alumni, and, and certainly you were an alumni at that point too. And just was looking to, to get connected to people back out into uh, the Midwest and, and Columbus area. And uh, at that time, I was sending out some messages, some networking messages, just to kind of reach out and find out if anyone was out in that area willing to help uh, a former Buckeye out. 
as I was expanding my business, uh, being successful here in the Northeast, as a way to try and launch out into the Midwest and uh, sent the message to you, Nick, as you know, right. and um, just sent a referral approach. You know, do you have anyone in mind that might be looking for a way to create some additional income uh, alongside what they're already doing? Uh, I've been successful with the past couple of years, but really looking to get things out into the Midwest. And uh, from all the people I connected with, you were someone that uh, returned that message and said, yeah, you know, always keeping my mind open, but also willing to help a Buckeye out. Right. So uh, it really started the conversation there. Yeah. Right? Yeah, absolutely. And you know what's so funny is, is coming full circle to what we've been talking about lately with business building, and, and we'll get into it in a little bit, especially with, you know, you being on Utopia 4 with JR and Lauren and, and having that coring with some of our senior partners and, and whatnot. Um, but it's, it's amazing that you were just using the evaluation or referral approach just to see who we, who you might know that might have an interest in, in, in working with you. And it wasn't me that you were looking for. It was to see if I knew anybody, um, you know, and, and it's, it's led to an organization, right? Like it's, it's crazy to think about. It's awesome. Right. Very cool. Well, right. here, real yeah. quick, since you, um, since you went into it, can you kind of give a little bit of background on what you were doing before you started and, and maybe that storyline so people have an idea of, of what you were, where you were at in your life and why you started your business, you know, and maybe why you're, why you're building it now, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. So I uh, graduated from Ohio State with a degree in English uh, with all the intentions of going back and getting my certificate uh, uh, for teaching, right? And I was going to be an English teacher. I had the best plans in the world of having summers off and having some freedom and some flexibility and still able to maybe coach part-time and do some other things that I wanted to do. But um, I took that proverbial summer off and never went back to school, never got my master's in education, and um, found myself uh, personal training and coaching gymnastics, um, something I always loved, something I always enjoyed, health and fitness. And um, I got to a point where I was working for a, a gym, but I was working from 5 in the morning until you know 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and then I'd pack up my stuff and go to a gymnastics facility, and then I'd coach from 4 p.m. till about 9 p.m., and then uh, fill up some uh, administrative stuff and then get home around 10 and then had to go to bed and do it all over again. Um, and it was becoming a grind. You know, it was, uh, I was thinking personal training was going to be a great way to, to earn some great money, but I was in an area where it wasn't Boston, it wasn't Manhattan, it wasn't Hollywood, and it was a grind. Um, I get to the point where I enjoyed what I was doing, but I wasn't making enough money. And uh, there really weren't enough hours in the day, right? I couldn't add any more hours. I was working almost all of them besides the sleeping hours. So I was evaluating ways to make some money uh, alongside what I was doing. I was already recommending my clients uh, look into health and nutrition products. And I was, uh, I was you know, introduced to Market America. And uh, it came across my desk once before. And I said, thanks, but no thanks. And then um, I... Uh, I was really looking at that time, you know, three years went by and things changed, right? Life right. changed, timing changed. So uh, I was evaluating different companies. I looked at uh, five different franchises. I had a business plan in place to open up my own facility, but I just it was just too costly, right? Cost prohibitive. Mm -hmm. I looked at about 20 different direct sales or multi-level marketing companies um, and, and just started to really open my mind. And that's when Market America came across my desk again. I said, you know, I got to take a closer look. And that was back in 2003. Uh, 2003, I kind of put this in place as a way to just create some extra money. Uh, moved in 2004, and uh, 2004, when I moved, I moved too far away from my clients, so no one followed me. Right? Oh, I thought, wow. oh, I'm a great personal trainer, but who's going to drive 35, 40 minutes to the personal right. trainer? They'll just find someone else. <laughs> right. And um, 
it got to a point where I, I wasn't really willing to build up a new clientele, so I went into uh, advertising and marketing sales. And this is from someone who has no background in marketing, sales, or business, but it was all the tools that I learned from Market America that I was able to apply into a traditional sales career. So in 2005, I, I started a, uh, advertising for a local movie, uh, movie theaters, and then I spent about 18 months with that company, and then I was recruited over to Staples Corporation. And most people know Staples is a huge office supply company, but I was in their business development side where I was setting up corporate accounts. And um, I was with them for about 18 months and then found out we were pregnant, expecting our first son. And uh, the world changed, right. right? The world changed. I had a mortgage. I had a son on the way. Expenses were creeping up. I still had student loans. Um, huge, huge credit card debt over the past you know, five, six years of just trying to survive. And... Um, a lot then kind of, as we say, hit the fan, right? <laughs> 2008, um, it was two weeks before we had Jackson. I was actually let go. Um, it was a major uh, merger and acquisition. They took over another huge company called Corporate Express, and I found myself uh, out of work as the primary breadwinner for the family, um, in debt up to our eyeballs, upside down in our mortgage, upside down in our car payments, uh, upside down in our credit card payments, and there I was, uh, having to decide if I was going to pay for Cobra insurance, my mortgage, or my credit card bills, and it was a very scary time. Right. And that, I will say, in uh, March 6th of 2008 was when I actually took the business seriously. Right. right? And I would say that that's when that's when things really changed. Um, and that's really when I started getting involved with the Web Center Division because I needed to create cash flow fast. Right. Right. And that's that's where the story starts, actually. Yeah. You know, the story doesn't start back in 2003 <laughs> when I was looking. It starts in 2008. Right. <laughs> Uh, and, and, but in between, because I remember when we first started, we were talking, when you first started with everything, you were retailing like crazy, right? With your with your clients that you had and whatnot. I mean, you were doing uh, a lot of retail just through isotonics. I mean, is it mostly health and nutrition? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I had almost every single one of my clients on, uh, on isotonics, some of their friends and family. I was doing health seminars. Um, I was moving a lot of product, uh, a lot of product, a lot of repeat sales. In fact, most of those clients still order from me today, right. uh, even though I haven't even seen them for well over a decade. Right. Um, but Isotonics, it, it's just such a powerful storyline. It's what really interested me. And then, of course, we brought on TLS and the weight management line and uh, educating people on the healthy lifestyle. So it's just been an experience growing uh, that customer base from there. Right, right. And I think it's so important to remember about this business is that even if someone's not building and following, say, the unfranchise system with, with, the, with the master unfranchise system and being go now, right, uh, th the money we create, it's real money and it's residual because people come back for the products, which is huge as well, you know, and it's for, for more for, I think, new, new unfranchise owners. Um, it's something to really take seriously right from the get-go because you can be profitable right, right from the start, right? Yeah. It's yeah. the first income someone will make, right? They might make income as cash back as a customer, but the first revenue they will actually make as a business owner is in retail profits, and, and we can't ignore that. And it's also that um, BV is where we have to focus our mindset initially. And it's great that we've got shop.com. We'll talk a little bit about internet sales and marketing uh, when right. I'm out there next weekend. But um, yeah, the tools are there, the resources are there, but we really got to stay focused on building a customer base. Right, right. Absolutely. That's awesome. So, um, I guess you already talked a little bit about hurdles, you know, or with what you mentioned, um, I know that was a huge hurdle in your life. Uh, what, what other hurdles maybe that you, you kind of hit even from then till now, you know, where we're at sure. right now? 
since from that from that March from the March 2008 where the story kind of really begins, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, I think I think if you can, you can you can't connect the dots going forward, but you can always connect the dots going backward. Mm-hmm. Um, if I look at some of those magic moments, uh, you know, times that. I kind of let my ego get in the way, and I was trying to, you know, remain positive, but inside I was torn up. I mean, right. we went through, I get goosebumps thinking about it. I mean, we went to a point where I didn't know how I was going to put food on the table. Right. Um, went through bankruptcy, went through foreclosure, uh, finally got a, another job, uh, worked there for, uh, you know, less than a year, and then he closed his doors as well. So um, it was just kind of stumbling through, trying to make money however I could, selling websites, selling products. Um, had an organization growing at that point, earning some commissions, uh, which was great, but um, I was really just climbing over every hurdle to just try and make it, just right. to survive. Um, in fact, you get to 2012, I was working for a media company selling Google advertising and websites, imagine that, right. um, for another company, and I was the top in their uh, Northeast sales in digital marketing sales. Um, and I thought I was on top of the world. You know, I was, I was looking, getting looked at for management and coaching positions within the company. I was being turned to by, you know, the ex- executive vice president to really, you know, kind of look at their sales model. And I was getting comfortable. And I, I think that was the thing. Like, there's no such thing as job security anymore. Right. Um, we just had Jack uh, Joshua um, in August of 2012. A month later, September 26, 2012, we got called into the office early and they had a 70% workforce reduction. Um, could be top in sales, but it didn't matter. Got laid off. Right. Got laid off again. And um, you know, it was that point where I decided that uh, no more am I going to answer to anyone. I had, you know, through website sales and clients and commissions, pretty much matched my base pay with my company. So I said, you know what, I'm, I'm just going to. I'm going to focus on myself. Right. I'm going to just do what it takes and, and apply everything that I've ever learned and really grow my unfranchised business. And that's what I did. So that's awesome. September 26, 2012. I, I took hold of my financial future and, and went hundred percent self-employed with the company uh, at that point. So um, not to say it was easy. Like, like we said, went through lots of, lots of challenges, you know, the foreclosure, the, the bankruptcy, the credit card debts. I mean, it was just, it was hard, but at that point had kind of stabilized ourselves, um, moved a couple times, um, but just just kept just kept plugging in, and it was right. like never missed an event, and just kept moving forward. Perfect. Yeah, no, it's I, I remember those times, Jay, and uh, needless to say, is probably one of the most inspiring stories, and, and your persistence, it, it, it's what drives me. I know it drives a lot of other people. Um, I know when, when you came in last time, the feedback was unbelievable from... The fact that I think, you know, your your story is so, unfortunately, sometimes it's so relatable, right? Like right. everybody's going through stuff, um, and uh, yeah, it's it's unfranchised owners were real people, right? <laughs> it's, it's not yeah. like the people that are making it didn't have hard times, you know. Usually, it's because yeah, the hard times it, they make it. <laughs> yeah, and it's interesting that you say that because I've only just realized now that the 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 power in your story is actually in your vulnerability, right? Right and being vulnerable, and it's hard to—it's hard to put yourself out there like that um, to be vulnerable. But right. when you are vulnerable, it's when you can inspire and motivate other people that can understand that. Hey, I've been there too, or I know someone that's been there as well. Um, for so long, I tried to—you know—it was really for my own ego. Oh, prestigious! Oh, I own my own company. You right. know, I could do all this stuff, and it actually made it sound like I, it was so difficult that most people were like, well, that's it. good for you, but this is too hard for me. I, I don't know anything about business. Right. 
Um, but it was when you really open up and, and let people know the truth. Right. Um, it's really changed things. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, so you already kind of talked about this, but I, I was going to ask about the turning point. You know, like what, what do you feel like your biggest turning point was um, in your business? Or when, you know, I know when you, you had some life happen, but was there anything else outside of that that was really the, the major turning point for you? Yeah, you know, I had, um, building this business, I had a lot of uh, executives. I had a lot of field uh, executives. I had our, our senior partners. I mean, I could I could go on dozens of people. I mean, from Kathy Quintiliani to, um, you know, Wendy Moquin to, uh, you know, Don Martin even. You guys know Don. And, and just a lot of people saying, you know, how much they uh, believed in me and how I was, you know, on my way. And I guess I never really internalized it or really believed it myself, right? I still had that, that little bit of self-doubt. Um, and, and quite frankly, all these other companies, I did very well in sales. I was you know, always at the top, but I still somehow I never made it, right? Yeah. I still got let go. I still got laid off. I was still at the bottom rung, and I think that scared me. So I, I will tell you that the turning point was when I got a call from Sarah Stack um, inviting me to, to work with her and MA Web Centers and be a field development executive. And it was the first time I had an executive at a company really see and, and see my value and, and want me to come on board to provide that to other people. Um, that was the year that I won uh, Web Center Trainer of the Year. And I would say that event um, was the real turning point because I believed in myself. Right. But it was also where my closest friends and family that weren't involved in the company saw this as realistic and they also saw that I wasn't just saying that things were going well. It was right. like a, a point where they believed me because it was more credibility than I'd ever had before. Right. Gotcha. Very cool. Um, with with that, and, and for those that don't know, Jason is now, your, label, your, your, your um, position is now the director of MA Web Centers, right? You also Correct. work hand-in-hand -hand with the internet sales and marketing and uh, with Sarah Rose and, and doing a lot of that for the field. Um, yep. You know, I guess this would be a, an off-the-cuff question, but with where everything's going, what, what are you most excited about, I guess? I know that's probably hard to explain in, in a couple of sentences, but... It is. Um, well, I guess the first thing is we all, we all know how hard the corporate team and, and, and those that work for the company, we, we all know how hard they work. We see them, you know, they're, they're always messaging and emailing and, and putting themselves out on social media when they get close to the events, and we realize the hours they're putting in... Um, but we still only know the scratch of the scratch yeah, of the surface yeah. of what people put in. I mean, they, JR, Lauren, the corporate executive team, they, they, they are working harder than any unfranchised owner to make sure that everything is in place for our success. And that is so inspiring, and it makes me want to work even harder mm -hmm. as an unfranchised owner, but also uh, being part of that corporate, um, uh, corporate team, uh, so to speak, uh, at this level. And, and, what is going on behind the scenes and what's happening? Uh, you look out six, 12 months, the stuff that's already being uh, worked on and in development would blow you away. Um, there are things that uh, were released over the past year that we talk about in the internet sales and marketing uh, presentations and the trainings that some people still aren't even aware that right. we have. I mean, things like coupon marketing tools, things right. like the Conquer Lifestyle app. Um, the PRM tools or the uh, unfranchised prospecting app. The um, I'm right now in a beta test for you know reorganizing unfranchised.com and some some things on shop.com. 
to make things what better, faster, easier. Right. So technology is there. It's it's incredible what is happening from a technology standpoint and the resources that are there, um, and the partnerships and the vendors and people that we're working with. But at the same time, we also want to make sure that we don't get too far onto the digital stuff because it still is um, a company that's based on people, right? right. It has people power. And we can't get too far away from that, but it's important for us as a franchise owners to learn how to leverage the tools and resources for our own success and not let technology get too far about how to make our job easier, um, make it better, make it faster uh, to all get to that uh, end game. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I was going to say that you basically answered this question as well, but um, I don't know if you can expand on it or maybe maybe give some advice to uh, every unfranchised owner. Um, I would I would almost say the newest unfranchised owners. One of the coolest things about this business is the technology. <clears throat> it's cool. We have a lot of it. Uh, most of it we probably don't even understand, right? Um, but I think I think sometimes uh, you know when you start this business and it's new and you're learning all this stuff that sometimes the main thing really gets uh, I don't want to say glanced over, but it doesn't it doesn't stay the full focus, right? Um, what would your biggest piece of advice to the newest unfranchised owners watching this be? Um, well, I think we gotta, it's too easy to get distracted. Mm -hmm. We don't want to get shiny object syndrome and we go to these major events and we throw a lot at you. We come up with these great tools and that's, that's fantastic. But the most important thing is we can't get away from the basic five, um, the basic five and the result producing activities. The first thing that we do is we use our own product. We're, we're a product of our own product. We use our own product. We shop from our own shop.com. Um, we then retail product, right? We sell our BV products, our NA branded products. And then we expand distribution by identifying other people that want to earn additional income alongside what they're currently doing. And the last thing we, is we follow up and we build and expand that network and that organization. Um, now, within each of those things, we've got tools and resources to help do those things. So we need to know how to do those or how to leverage those tools. But we can't ever do anything that is outside of those four result-producing activities because then we're just spinning our wheels. So for the newest person or some unfranchised owners that are getting restarted or maybe have lost their way and need to come back, um, the most important thing is just to keep it simple. We've got a getting started guide. We've got a master UFO program. And then we get the shopping and any master member program. Um, so really just staying focused on the main thing. And, and I think that the I've come back to some one statement that ties it all together. And it's our, our original mission statement, mm -hmm. right? Market America's mission is to provide a system for entrepreneurs to create an ongoing income while providing consumers a better way to shop, right? That's, That's what it is. It's yep. not, it's not. Market America's created a, shop, a shopping platform to outdo Amazon, right. right? That's not what it's about. And certainly with the holidays, we can leverage uh, shop.com and, and save money and make money. Uh, but we can't make that our focus. Our focus is what? Market America's mission is to provide a system for entrepreneurs to create ongoing income. That's the number one priority. Um, and that statement, you know, I've got it pasted in my office and it keeps me focused on what the main thing is. Right. Absolutely. I'm right there with you. That. That's, I think that that's one of the <clears throat> biggest things nowadays because we used to repeat that over and over and over and over and over again when I first started building my business. I remember that. Um, but for people to really understand what they purchased, uh, you know, what, what they what they partnered with as a company, but then what they really purchased was the system, right? It was it was what to follow. 
Um, and, you know, we can learn new things along the way, but when we get started just following those basic activities, uh, generally leads you in the direction of the things you need to learn anyway, right? Like it just kind of naturally progresses, kind of. Absolutely. And that's awesome. Um, I guess the, the, uh, another question I had uh, for, for new unfranchised owners as well, um, and then for the whole field, you know, how did the GMTSS, what used to be known as the NMTSS, but in the beginning, especially, you know, what was your first event? How did that impact you? And then what is that, how has that played a role in your business building uh, to now, you know? Yeah, <clears throat> absolutely. So uh, my first GMTSS, or like you said, NMTSS yeah. event was, uh, was a, it was called a second look, right? It was an unfranchised business presentation. It was after I looked at the plan the first time, I was scheduled in to see uh, the plan again from a professional showing it. It was Andy Dokus. Um, at the time, he was a, a director, and now he's obviously a field vice president with the company, uh, member of the Million Dollar Club, an advisory council member. Uh, but that's when I really saw the power of this. It's when I got to see the people, right? The, the charts, the diagrams, the flip chart, my buddy who sponsored me, um, it, was, it was great, but I still had the big question, is this for real? Right? Is this for real or is this you know, just something that's out there? But you know, going through that UBP, it let me see other people, even beyond Andy, it let me see other people that were average, busy people like me right. that were looking for an opportunity and they were succeeding. So that was the first of it. Um, you know, certainly after that was the basic five. How, how do I do this? You know, I went to my first basic five uh, probably two weeks after that UBP and it was, what do you do? What do you do to become successful uh, as an unfranchised owner. Um, I missed the first conference. It was in Miami uh, a few short months after that, but I went to my first international convention, and I'll never forget that first Star Spangled Banner that was played when they've got the, the pyrotechnics and you've got the booming uh, voice and you've got the, the, the fireworks going off. And I remember it was the first time I actually had tears in my eyes listening to the Star Spangled Banner. And <laughs> Um, you know, as an athlete, you, you go out there on the, right. the competition floor and they play it before every single thing, and it's kind of the, the song that jazzes you up and gets you ready. Um, so I had that in me, but to be in the environment, it, it was the first time I actually felt hope. Right. Right. It was like this is something that can provide a life um, that I've that I've only dared to dream, um, and it was at that first event. Um, from there, moving forward, three major events been a, a different stepping stone, and I can remember. Um, that 2008, 2008, yep. there I was. I was I was laid off. I had an infant son at home. Um, I was, you know, facing bankruptcy, foreclosure. Uh, I was in debt, and you know what I did? I went to that event because I already purchased my ticket. I went to that event and I bought ten tickets. Right, right. I remember. I really that. should have. I really should not have bought. I really should not have bought five, uh, ten tickets. And we always hear the story about Jr. and how uh, the check would have bounced because he didn't have the money in the account. Right. Um, I just. I was I was in a position where it's like I was I was already thousands, tens of thousands of dollars in debt on a credit card. I hadn't closed the account yet, so hey, what's what's another two grand? Right. Um, but what it did is it inspired me, and I already had five of those tickets sold before the end of the weekend with people I was working with uh, right. back home who didn't make it, and um, that was a magic moment. We talk about these magic moments, mm -hmm. uh, but we really can't build without the GMTSS. I, I wouldn't have been able to expand into Ohio right. and plug you into this system. I couldn't have expanded to Maryland and, and Florida at the time, and certainly, um, you know, I was at home raising raising my infant, you know, sons. There was no way that I could build it every single night of the week without leveraging the GMTSS. And we're so fortunate today that it's it's as widespread as it is and we have so many field leaders willing to work with people. Um, and that's really where the residual income comes from. 
Right. Right. Without yeah. GMTSS, we we don't have a residual income because we'd have to continually have to show up train. and teach and train. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's awesome. So you know, when Don was in um, for the last local seminar, he had he had uh, briefly just talked about his experience with being pulled on. Jr. and Lauren invited him onto the boat. Um, doing like a small little coring with his team. I know you, obviously, you you and, and some of our senior partners had that opportunity as well. Could you kind of give a glimpse, make everybody a little bit of a fly on the wall of not only like what it was like, obviously, what, what you know, what one, what the objectives were, but really what what you got out of it or what, what came from it? Because I know what I've heard from you, um, it lined up. It was like It was like you jumped into Don's body and talked to me again because he said the same exact stuff right so I, i'd love to have everybody kind of hear just the impact and you know and, and kind of where things are going in that sense yeah well i think the first thing is uh we need to realize that uh, jr and lauren are are more committed than ever um and they built this company from the ground up and they had to do a lot of things to get the infrastructure in place to make sure that we had the technology in place to really fulfill the vision and here we are now we've got everything that JR ever dreamed that this company would be. Now it's just about getting back into the trenches and really building it, right? Building it like they did early on. And um, the powerful thing is that uh, we've got a CEO, a chairman, a founder who's still in the trenches and he's building the organization and he's realized that um, early on the pioneers, he was working with the pioneers and they understood how to build the, the business. They understood the basic five and it's all through experiential learning. It's not by going to training seminars and certainly knowledge is power, but it's about doing, right? We look, right. we really only know by doing. And he realized that as the field leaders have ex, uh, you know, exploded, the pioneers have made millions of dollars and many of them have earned the right to retire, right? And live the two to three year plan. He's realizing that there are new unfranchised owners that never really got to experience that success never get to experience what it was like to build the ABC pattern. So he's kind of doing what he talks about building the lighting the fire in the basement, right? He's right. going back in the trenches and he's calling it the new beginnings. And you know what the new beginnings are? It's just all the old stuff. All the old stuff. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's all the old stuff. It's actually the fundamentals. It's the basic yeah. five. It's like everyone's trying to find the right person, but we only find pe- the right person through people. So you know, using the direct approach is great, but really it comes down to using the evaluation referral approach to have people lead you to people, not have them make a decision, have them test market it and lead you to some people, have some people that they know, look and trust, check it out for them on their behalf, have them lead to some people, have them trying some product, really test market it. And over the course of 30, 60, 90 days, guess what? You've got an organization right. and through that, you'll find the right people. And we might have heard it in the 90-day fast tracker about becoming a master recruiter, um, the master building techniques, all the classic audios where JR really pours his heart and soul into it. But we got on Utopia 4, and it was a live session of becoming a master recruiter. It was a live session of the 90-day fast track, and nothing's changed. Right. But it's about really understanding how to do that and implementing it. So uh, I'm really excited about sharing that information uh, with you guys out in Ohio um, through the Basic 5 and really – showing how to build an organization. We've been doing it here back home, um, and it, it's incredible what's Slowly. happening, just the yeah. shift, mm-hmm. just the shift that's happening, um, and, and really not breaking that pattern and understanding how quick this business can be built the right way. And, and, right. and real quick, because I know your basic five, we're gonna have, you're going to have some ISM flavor to it as well. 
can you kind of give a, a quick explanation on how the technology you want to explain in the, in the basic five and what where technology plays its part within the basic five, I guess, would be the easy way to put it. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, on Saturday, we're going to do a Super Saturday, and the first segment is going to be shop.com, um, a better way to shop, and it's going to be great for customers or prospects, but also for unfranchised owners, really knowing how to use shop.com to save money, how to share it. Um, to, to expose it in order and maybe even like prospecting some great little tips and tricks and nuggets uh, on shop.com but then in the basic five we all know the basic five right it's attitude and knowledge it's goals and a goal statement it's retailing products it's prospector recruiting and sponsoring and following up in the ABC pattern but in each of those uh, little sections we're going to talk about how to leverage the tools the resources and the technology um, you know look at attitude and knowledge what kind of tools are available that we can leverage, like the unfranchised media app, um, and how we can share that with uh, you know even prospects uh, to, to really uh, expose our business. We're going to talk about goals and a goal statement, and how we can leverage um, you know more technology to get more done. Right. right? Uh, what used to have to take you know phone calling, we can do through messaging. So how we can get more done in a shorter time. Retailing, we're going to talk about certainly about trial size marketing, about how to follow up through retail and how to use the tools uh, and resources, the different websites and links that we have available to, to kind of share our story. Prospect recruiting and sponsoring, we're going to talk about social media, right? Social media 101 and talk about how to leverage um, social media to grow your business and find the right people. And through follow-up in the ABC pattern, first thing we'll do is talk about following up and using those tools and following up like the About MA document and the Unfranchised Prospecting app. And then, of course, the ABC pattern. We're going to talk about how to leverage both social media and our tools to build your team. Right. To build your teams to make sure that there's a duplication factor that happens. Right. Awesome. That's a perfect segue because I was actually just about to ask about the events this weekend. So um, outside of Saturday, I know we're going to we're going to put out that there's going to definitely be an HBP. We'll get the details out to everybody. Um, But we're also doing a Web Center training, a Web Center 101 training on Friday. Uh, Could you kind of give one, you know, you being the director of MA Web Centers, um, I'll just let me tell the people this is that uh, I've watched you grow with the program. I know what it did for your life, and it's really, really cool. Uh, a lot of people probably don't know your process of how it all came to be, but it's been really neat from afar um, to see this go down where you were this web center trainer of the year. Um, you know, At that time, you were being asked to be the new field executive, uh, and then it quickly, quickly progressed to, you know, got to free up Sarah to do some other things. Uh, and you, you could take over the role as the director of MA Web Center. So it's really neat, one, as the company um, for new unfranchised, unfranchised owners that don't know this, a lot of times that is the process. It goes from the field of somebody that has the talent and has the skill sets to kind of take over those roles in corporate. Um, and the neat part about that is that those people that are in those roles are unfranchised owners building their business. In fact, they're expected to build their business, right? Um, and that, I think that's the coolest thing but it still comes from the grassroots of where the company is really built, right? Um, but with web centers, you know, what, what are you going to be covering on Friday, uh, one? Um, two, you know, who's who would it be good for to plug into? You know, who should plug into it um, in that sense? And then I would say three would be uh, outside of the web center training, just being for web centers, what other 
say skills, because I've been to a couple of them. Your web center training's phenomenal, um, and I actually take almost more away from it, not for web centers. I take more away from it for building the business. So maybe just kind of give a glimpse into that as well. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. So um, I will tell you that my web center trainings uh, over the course of uh, you know 15 years or whenever I had my first web center, it might have been back in 2004, 2005. Um, that really is where I got my first sales training. Like I said, sales, marketing, and business development. And everything that I learned was that's allowed me to apply that and, and really have a, a professional sales career in the traditional uh, sense of the world. Right. Um, but what we've done with web centers is it, it used to be really focused on B2B services and it, you know, sometimes people think, well, I don't have any background in sales or marketing or technology or websites. So that's not a division for me. But, um, what we've done is really focus on the idea that it's about relationships, right? It's about building the relationships and you already are spending money and you already know people that own businesses. And this is just about not selling. It's about providing solutions to help people just like all of our products. Right. So Web Centers is no different. Um, in fact, I just did a training out in Rochester, and um, I, I saw uh, one of my students, uh, one of the attendees is a local coordinator, or actually a, um, a UBT coordinator out there. So I'm at the Northeast Region, he says, you know what, Jason, I actually feel like that was one of the best trainings I've been to because it, it's going to give me a lot more value to my entire business. And you just said, because we focus on um, how to develop relationships, how to network, how to work with referrals, how to approach people, how to talk and how to communicate, right? right? Communication solves all things. So yeah, we talk about the basic five and we talk about selling, but not in the terms of selling. We talk about it in terms of consulting. That's really what we do is we, we talk to people, we ask them questions, we listen, we listen to them, and then we can provide solutions. Right. Um, and that's really what we focus on in the Web Center 101. And more than ever before, whether someone's focused on TLS or motives or nutrimetrics or capital resources or the shopping annuity, there's never been a better time to at least go to a Web Center 101 because you can figure out how to integrate it. And let's face it, you know, one website sale, the average retail profit's $1,000. Right. Not too bad. No. Um, Residual BV on an ongoing basis, right. you know, 30 BV a month per, per client. So you, you build up a clientele, one a month over the course of a year, that's a lot of BV that you can then place into your organization on a recurring or automated nature. Right. So we'll talk about that. But but really comes down to um, identifying ways to just ask questions. And, and we've got some tools that we've, we've created, like our own shop business landing page. So if you know how to shop, uh, talk about your shop.com, it is so easy now to now talk about the bridge between shop.com and MA Web Centers being one of our stores or one of our vendors. Right. Um, we've got, I mean, you don't need to know anything about, anymore about sales or marketing or technology. We do it all for you. All you need to do is know how to say hi. Right. And right. we've made it more simple than ever before. And it's almost, it's almost easier that way to not know all the stuff because you don't have to be the person to know it all. You just need to know a guy, right? <laughs> it's kind of one of those... Exactly. Things and I think I think one of the best the best things that I've I've learned through that is you know we always talk about having our radar up if you just if you can just have your radar up to just be aware of conversations going on around you uh, eventually you run into somebody that needs it right and and just being able to have the platform to be able to have a team of professionals that can do the plat to do what MA Web Center's justice right and actually take those business owners through it, 
Uh, it's incredible what, what you have. And I think it's probably one of the, the more, it's, it's very exciting to know about, but I, I think if people really got to a web center training and really understood how it works, uh, you don't have to be a tech person. You just need to be a people right. people person, right? It's really what it comes down absolutely. to in that sense. Yeah, So absolutely. It's all just about building the relationships. Very cool, very cool. Um, I guess my my last question. I mean, I, unless you have anything else you want to throw in there, we covered a ton, uh, which is which is awesome, right? Like talk about this business for days. Um, my I guess my last question would be, you know, with with Ohio, um, and even you know we talk about this all the time, but for everybody here, our local um, covers not only just Columbus. Uh, we have Detroit coming down. We have Indianapolis coming out. You know, some people from West Virginia, uh, even down in, in northern Kentucky. You know, we're pulling from a three-hour radius right now because we're really the only system within that vicinity um, that, that's close to them. Pittsburgh, the next closest to us, um, really. So, you know, for, for coming out um, and making a trip out there, even though it's not a local seminar... Uh, maybe just kind of give people a glimpse into what, one, you know, what you see going on in Ohio, uh, just because you are involved with building in Ohio, um, but also with where that can lead with, you know, a Detroit or an Indianapolis and, and how the people that are plugging into our local system, how they can leverage this to the max um, and, and really take full advantage of it to grow out in their backyard, you know? <clears throat> Absolutely. Um, there's something very powerful um that I was discussing with JR, and it's because I really built my business using technology and through social media, uh, but something that's been uh, ringing loud and clear is building at the local level. And of course, the GMTSS is such an important part of that, but you gotta bring people so they can believe. So leveraging the systems that are in place, but it's so important to start that spark, and the things we're gonna talk about in terms of the basic five and the follow-up and ABC pattern is how to create in the next 90 days your own system, right. right? We're going to talk about how at the grassroots level, how to get this to a point where you've got your own UVPs, your own locals in an area to support the growth that you've got. Um, it, there's no replacing the system. So you got to go to where the system is um, to get the knowledge information. More powerful is to bring your people with you so they can believe, so they can believe. You know, I'm in an area, fortunately, where we have tons of trainings and it's really kind of where I'd say, you know, the birthplace of Mark in America, you know, right. the Northeast. Um, but I look at I look at the Midwest. I look at, um, you know, Ohio and Michigan and, and Kentucky. There's so much opportunity. Mm -hmm. um, you guys, um, I get excited when I go out there because I, I look at how um, how big of an opportunity there is for everyone out there. If you're willing to just take hold for even, like I said, you know, the next 90 days, three to six months, um, you could you could jump a lot of pin levels and help a lot of people because you've got 27 years of proven success with Mark in America, but it's really just a starting opportunity out there. Right. Right. It is. It is that's exciting. Right. It's not like the company has to prove itself there. The products are there. The system is there. The tools are there. The technology is there. Now we're just looking for the right people. We're right. just looking for the right people to, to take it on. Right. Very cool. Awesome, man. We appreciate you taking the time on this busy week coming back off of Northeast Regional and all of that, you know. Um, I don't know if you guys are getting snow yet, but I, I know it was supposed to be coming your way. Yep, <laughs> so, all day, all day. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully, hopefully you guys don't get buried too much. Um, yep. But, yeah, we wish you guys a very 
happy Thanksgiving. And, and again, thanks for the time. Can't wait to have you out here. Um, you know, and, and I'm sure this thread, will you keep an eye on this thread if people want to comment and we'll make sure the questions get answered or whatnot and see you in a couple weeks, man. That'd be great. We just submitted everything to the GMTSS. Um, if you want to pre-register, there will be links, uh, if you want to pre-register, um, right in the GMTSS. I'll put those links also on the, uh, this Facebook group as well. Perfect. Awesome. Thank you, Jay.